everyone, it's Samilla from Menswear by a Woman podcast. Welcome to another episode. So today's guest, her name is Ellie Jaffa, and it's a, it's actually a brand which is father and daughter. Now you normally hear father and son, but this is the, what attracted me was because it was a father and daughter brand. Um, that's what, as you all know about my menswear, actually came from my dad. And it was quite nice to see this and hear about how Ellie started with her dad. The brand is called Rewound Clothing, and I'm going to get her on board. It's quite a new brand, and it's making a lot of waves. It's a sustainable brand as well in menswear. So I'm going to get Ellie to come on board and talk about how she began and why she's doing this, why she's doing menswear at this moment. Hi Ellie, welcome to Menswear by Woman podcast. It's lovely to have you on board. Hi, thank you for having me. So you and your dad, David, and yourself started this Reround Clothing. What was the reason behind it? Um, so my dad's been working in the fashion industry for about 50 years. Uh, he's always worked oh, wow. in menswear um, and we kind of just started talking. I, I've worked in marketing for, for startups for about uh, seven, eight years. We kind of thought, actually, you know, what if we could bring our own brand to the market? What if yeah. we can put our, our own stamp on it? We started looking at kind of trends in the industry um, that had been kind of continuous um, and thought, you know, what if we can kind of take those trends build something timeless, make it sustainable and using kind of the contacts and the knowledge like my dad absolutely loves the development of the fabric. Mm -hmm. And so we started kind of thinking, do you know what we might be able to bring something to market that is either, you know, initially it started with 100% recycled fabric. And then yeah. we started pulling out kind of natural blends and looking at what other people were doing in the market. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, obviously, a lot of brands trying to make um, their supply chain and their product itself more sustainable but we felt like we could produce something that was 100% sustainable so not just the fabric itself and not maybe 50% but either 100% recycled 100% natural putting uh corozo buttons on it so they're um kind of a natural seed so they're biodegradable yeah. using all the recycled trims and linings and actually working with uh kind of the contacts that we had to to bring it at a price point that was a little bit more reasonable i mean sustainable fashion's always quite a bit high, a higher price point but we felt like we could you know make it more affordable um and bring kind of these timeless trends uh to the market as well is everything made in uk or is it made abroad with your garment? no so it's all it's all made in india um okay. that's where kind of a lot of the the work and contacts that we have are right. um what's really nice is we can work with some really really small mills yeah um so from that side um think it's nice we've got quite small moqs considering yeah. we're a new brand yeah. and it particularly given a lot of the fabrics are bespoke um, and designed by us for us right so that's kind of really really nice to be able to work with the, those smaller mills and be able to produce over there um i've read about bits on your about us that it took you two years to actually develop a fabric wow yeah, uh, there was a lot of uh, backwards and forwards. Um, okay. <laughs> so as I was saying, it's like that's really my dad's passion. But um, I was kind of working with him um, and the contacts and some of the team, and basically trying to do it myself. 
Um, and I'd spend, you know, a year going backwards and forwards and putting yeah. swatches in and yeah. trying to add things in and getting the premium look that we're, we're going for. And um, after going backwards and forwards for, let's say, six months, my dad would come in, take a look and go, no, swap this <laughs> in, swap that in, change up, add more, you know, uh, and I'll either change the colour, add more lyocell or add a bit of hemp here. And obviously it, it would just be perfect every time he did it. But he just, <laughs> it's quite nice that he let me go for it myself um but yeah you always swanned in and saved the day uh but there was quite a lot of a lot of back and forth we actually initially started talking about the brand during covid um Mm -hmm. so obviously that kind of slowed things down as well um so yeah kind of took took two years in total to really kind of develop the fabrics that we really wanted the first collection um to launch and what is the fabric if you don't mind me asking so we've got a couple of different ones. Um, there, we have a 100% recycled uh, collection. Yeah. So that's made from fully recycled cotton and recycled polyester. Right. Um, so minimal, minimal polyester, but um, I guess that's needed to bind the cotton. Yeah. Um, obviously, when it's recycled, it's kind of pulled back down. A lot of the fibres are a lot smaller, so you need that to kind of add the strength. Um, to it so to make sure that the you know with alongside being sustainable we wanted the product to really last and be really high quality so our over shirts are all 100% recycled as are we have a long sleeve um, collection and then short sleeve as well then we have um, some 100% tensile products um, so a couple of prints um, and long sleeve as well which you know just a really nice kind of drape really soft uh, really easy to wear um moisture wicking they're kind of they're great for that uh, really good summer shirts and then we've got two bespoke blends so one of them is a lyocell hemp and cotton blend right um it's a really nice it's like a really nice lineny kind of look to it but the mm. lyocell basically gives it a really nice drape um and just makes it a lot softer and then one which is actually just lyocell and hemp um which is just i i think the fabric feels it just incredible it's just so soft and the hangs perfect and again it's got that lineny look but it doesn't crease as much mm. um and it's just super soft and easy to wear wow it sounds quite remarkable, actually. I mean, developing your own fabrics and all that stuff, it's, you must have a lot of patience as well. You know, with the clothing, you have patience. But actually developing the fabric to the standard that you want, it must have been quite a challenge, right? Uh, yeah, as I say, I um, wasn't my area of expertise. That right. was definitely my dad, but he just has a bit of a knack for it. And that's always been his kind of passion um, within within the industry has been kind of putting different weaves together, picking out different fabrics, different designs. So it's really nice because I could just see, see it's the bit that he absolutely loves um, mm. and loves bringing that to the brand. So yeah, it's was it, pretty cool. Was it quite at the very beginning, right? Starting up this brand, right? Whose idea was it at the very beginning? I, I can't remember how the conversations <laughs> necessarily started. I think it right. might have been a mixture of both. You know, okay. I was talking to my dad more about how I was working with with small startups and, you know, putting things online, using something like Shopify yeah. um, just to, to kind of get things live. And he was like, well, you know, could we do that? And I was like, well, I, I guess maybe, you know, it's going to be <laughs> hard work. And much as, you know, a lot of startups are really hands on. Yeah. 
Um, still a lot of work and launching the brand from scratch has definitely been um, a challenge I was expecting, but possibly <laughs> even more of a challenge than I was expecting. Um, but yeah, then when we were talking about what we wanted from the brand, um, mm. you know, I wanted to make sure that we were building something sustainable, started with, you know, even just the packaging and making sure that we were trying to, to kind of build a brand that really stood for something. And then together it was, okay, well, actually, what if it's not just the packaging that's 100% recycled or recyclable? What if the actual product can be that? Um, so I'd say it was kind of a combination of, of the two of us just kind of brainstorming how this could work and actually what else is on the market and how could we be different mm. um and i mean since then a lot of other brands are making headway but i still think that you know the work that we're doing on the product itself is is something that not many people are managing to do with sustainability at the moment right it's it's very big in menswear as well mm-hmm. and it's huge do you think right and i'm i don't know but i hope i'm not stepping on anyone's toes here do you think a lot of brand are doing this because it's the hype or do you think no it's because it, there has to be a change though there has to be a change in the fashion world hugely because the you know the amount of pollution we do on the planet by getting rid of so many clothing and you know the the fields of clo- old clothes and all that stuff do you think a lot of brand are just getting on board because it's it's like oh you know it's sustainable everybody was going to fall for it or do you think doing the sustainability is like the key now for every brand um i think it's a bit of a mixture and probably depends on the brands right i, I mean for a lot of you know the big high street brands it's going to be really difficult for them to kind of completely change up their supply chain um you know like i say producing sustainable products is a lot it's a lot more expensive, so it's not necessarily going to work financially for them. So I think for them, it's it is hard. It's partially going to be trying to make sure that the brands stay alive because I do think that over the year, you know, in the future, people are going to be looking for it more. Mm-hmm. I think for small brands um, that have started up with that as their kind of core, um, you know, core ethics of their brand, yeah. for them. Yeah, that that is what they're trying to do. That is what they're trying to achieve. It's what we're trying to achieve. Um, but as I say, I think for for larger brands, potentially it's it's a mixture. A part of it's just going to be to make sure that they've got they hit the buzzwords, which I guess is the whole greenwashing piece that's come in. Um, so actually being able to back up the products, talk about you know how sustainable they are, what impact they're having on the environment. I think more and more now making sure that uh, life cycle assessment reports are, are being done where possible so that yeah. the consumers can actually see see where it is. But you know, I know that a lot of people will say that they want to shop more sustainably. And I think, it, yeah. you know, 90% of people, if not more, would say that they know they, know they should. Mm-hmm. But I'm still not sure that it is the, the key and main reason why people shop with a brand. And I think at the moment it's still a benefit, but I do think moving forwards that's going to change and it's going to flip on its head and people are actively going to be buying more into the sustainability than kind of anything else can you see it's changing though from when you started the brand um for me probably not we only launched in may so um i think we're still learning what works i think you know, there's a lot of sustainable brands out there. Um, yeah. our, one of the key things that we have been able to do is produce something that's really high quality. 
Um, And so it's more within a lot of the messaging that we've been putting out there. You know, like I say, we've spent a lot of time developing the products and trying to to kind of cover all aspects and all the details of all the products. You know, even the product labels are recycled, you know, all of our packaging. Um, And actually, it's the quality and the fit of our products that seems to be getting people to buy more. Um, So that's probably more just something that I've learned um, with Kind of putting the brand out there as opposed to the market changing um mm. i know there are a lot of people uh, you know friends and family that will shop sus- only sustainably yeah um but there's people out there that you know they're still still going to treat themselves maybe not on mass as much but you know it's, it's actually not necessarily something that they are they're looking for at this point it's more of a, a perk of the product itself so with these um with this um with the carbon footprint right of your uh, of your um products are are men really interested in knowing about it more i would say that it's probably something more that women um yeah. and women's wear are, are buying into yeah. um but that's also why i think there's a gap in the market yeah if i'm honest um i think that um more of my female friends would buy it buy into a brand purely based on sustainability yeah but i also do think that again that that's only going to kind of change and progress within menswear yeah um i'm seeing a lot of brands come out a lot of brands kind of moving into the sustainable place mm-hmm. so yeah i think i think it is going to grow but at the moment i think it is probably more more widely available and more marketed for for women was it um and was it easier to find a manufacturer in india than it is here um i can't really i can't really answer that one <laughs> we've only okay. i think because we knew we could develop the products um yeah. and make sure we were trying to kind of reach a price point and work with contacts that we had yeah. um and a supply chain that we knew would work so we pretty much only went to source in india at the moment right okay I want to go back to your design formats, right, of the clothing. Mm-hmm. So your father, you said, who does the product developing and designing. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel like when he's doing the design, do you ever get involved as well? Or is it something that, no, is this her, his baby and that's it? Oh, no, absolutely. It's definitely a combination. Um, right. So it's absolutely his input and experience, okay. which kind of leads the range yeah so he'll be kind of building it putting it together and i i think i work with things that i think are you know ultimately we're probably targeting a slightly younger demographic than my dad is so um you know from that side of things it's like okay what will people wear what's always been in um mm-hmm. so we, we it's definitely a combination of the two of us what do we think work what could we cut but ultimately his experience is what has guided the in, entire range, you know, things right. that are always, always in. And the aim here was to produce a, a timeless collection um, and a bit of a capsule wardrobe, which again, kind of encompasses the sustainability of the brand. How hard has it been to actually, w- when you first started it, right? How hard has it been trying to get people to recognize you guys? <laughs> I'm only saying this because I know how hard it is when you first start a brand but actually get everyone to come on board and have a look? Has it been quite difficult? Um, 
Yeah, I think there's so many brands out there at the yeah. moment. And what we're doing, you know, we're doing a lot of marketing on paid social. Yeah. Um, and I think it's trying to trying to stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Our budget uh, also a lot smaller. You know, we're we're self funded, so you know, uh, my models are my friends. You know, <laughs> photographers, <laughs> a family member. We've kind <laughs> of, you know, I think we've done an incredible job, and uh, you know. But, bless my friends like I think they did an amazing job modeling but you know equally I'm not in a position where I can do you know multiple shoots a year yeah, and kind of stand out that way of course, um yeah. so it has been difficult but one thing I have really noticed is that as soon as someone has the product yeah they love it and that's okay. something that I'm I'm really proud of and I'm really I, th I think it puts us in a really good position moving forward because once we can get the name out there a little bit more. Yeah. You know, knowing that what we are producing, you know, people are interested in. And um, you know, so I did a couple of Christmas markets to to raise brand awareness. And what yeah. was lovely was, you know, I had a few mannequins up and then everything, a uh, couple of well, all the range kind of out. And everyone that walked past would look, and it was um the overshirt that I had out, and yeah. people would be like, That's not a shirt. That's nice, yeah. And yeah. almost everyone came over, felt it, had a look, and that—I mean, that was really, really nice. And then they'd come over and want to talk about the fabrics and take a look at the rest of it. So, um, you know, the brand's definitely doing its thing, and I think the product is really good and it is attractive. Yeah. But it's just so hard to get people to buy into new brands, and I know, you know, from just speaking, <laughs> speaking to maybe a lot of my male friends, you know, if they find something that they love, they will continue to buy into it, but getting them to shop into work. something else can be a little bit more tricky. Yeah. Um, and I guess just at the moment, uh, economically, I'm just, it's hard to get people to necessarily shop out of what they know. You know, they want to mm -hmm. buy something that they know the fit's great and everything else because they've already purchased within it. So it's getting, getting people kind of out of their comfort zone. But I do think that sustainable brands are the way that people are going to do that. They're going to take a bit more of a chance on it. When you've actually said about coming out from the comfort zone, uh, and you're from um, marketing as well yourself, how do you get yeah. people from coming out from the comfort zone to actually view a new brand? How do you do that? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just, you know, for instance, over, well, over the gifting period at, I mean, you're just pushing out, you are putting it out on social, trying to kind of encourage that gifting angle. For me at the moment, I'm trying to maybe get more women to buy into it for men. So yeah. I do I do find that actually a, a lot of our customers are women, uh, presumably by yeah. men, but they might be wearing the shirts themselves. I mean, yeah. I wear them, but uh, I know that's not kind of how we've been marketing it. But yeah, it's just, it's looking at the different angles. So right now, um, as I was saying, we were pushing a lot of sustainability messaging because that is the kind of main core aspect of our brand but yeah. I think we would maybe taking the quality and the fit for granted just because of having that knowledge in the industry and actually that's something that is just as important to get people to kind of buy in yeah. um, so I think it's just Ultimately, from a marketing perspective, it's testing, learning, kind of understanding what resonates with people, and ultimately, it's, it's a lot of paid marketing. <laughs> <laughs> but the overshirt's really nice, though. I really like the overshirt. It's it, because I've looked at it, 
and that overshirt it's it's 100 sustainable right from the buttons to the actual tags to the brand um label everything on that shirt is 100 sustainable right is it yes it is. yeah 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 so we only use um recycled or biodegradable materials so that's something that has been really really key so if we were going to do it and kind of you know think about all the details of it we didn't want to miss out there was a, a, like and again it's not necessarily a criticism in the market but it's where we felt we could make that yeah, difference of, of okay it might have like a 50 percent recycled 50 percent organic shirt but then it's got polyester buttons on it which to felt like okay well we can take it one step further we can actually you know put those biodegradable buttons on it and we've had some um sustainability and an environmental impact reports run on mm. uh the overshirt so it's actually got 40 percent lower environmental impact wow. um and a 19 percent lower carbon footprint than the average overshirt which you know is incredible it's nice to see we knew that we were kind of making all the effort to, yeah, to produce a product in that way and going through all the details um but it's been amazing actually seeing kind of the impact that it does have and also having gone through the process, and I would recommend to anyone who's trying to launch a sustainable brand to, to kind of do that process because it makes you realize which what's having the biggest impact and where. Um, and the recycled fabrics are actually kind of the, one of the main pieces because they don't need as much treatment as they do when they're kind of virgin fabrics. So actually that cuts down a lot of the um, emissions because of not having to go through it twice, Yeah, which is, you know, all of those things that, you know, we know that we should be using recycled fabrics, but I hadn't actually looked at the breakdown of it. Um, so, yeah. Um, working with your father, with your dad, how is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's amazing. You know, everyone, I feel like everyone would kind of worry about it. Um, but no, we work really, really well together. I think cool. it, we both kind of appreciate um, each other's skill sets. Mm. And to be quite honest, in terms of the brand side of things, he definitely leaves leaves me to it kind of lets me make those decisions yeah. um and then like i say from the product that's his area of expertise so yeah. absolutely kind of trust his his input on that and generally i mean it's only been well for maybe a year or so, a couple of years in the making and only been launched since may but yeah. um so far so good uh, actually <laughs> it's probably brought us closer together which is is really nice so what's the um, next part for your brand what's the next bit um i mean at the moment as i say just kind of trying to raise brand brand awareness we've yeah. got this kind of capsule wardrobe we'll be looking to hopefully introduce um a bit more to the range right. probably for spring okay. um which we just want to kind of expand it out make it uh, give it a bit more of a fresh look and feel um but ultimately it'd be still with the same standards so those that's something that we we kind of not willing to to drop so yeah. um we're actually working together on that over christmas wow so has there been time where um anywhere you feel like oh god this is such hard work i just don't want to carry on with it or has it always been like no i love it i'm gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> No, it's uh, like I say, it's been challenging, but I wasn't. <laughs> I think it has been beneficial working with uh, small startups in the past yeah. to know it, I wasn't surprised at how challenging it has been, but potentially yeah. about, um, 
you know, converting people into a new brand has been hard. And like yeah. I say, once we once people have kind of converted, it's it's amazing, and the feedback is incredible. Yeah, but it is still. You know, we're still very new. We're still trying to kind of get the brand out there, still introduce it to people. Um, and there are often times where I think, oh, my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, I get, you know, an influx of sales and things pick up and I get better, you know, more feedback and another opportunity will arise. And it's like, OK, actually, you know, this is this is the reason we're doing this. And and you know like i said i still think that the opportunities are going to continue to grow um yeah. hopefully for us and, and kind of within the sustainable um industry with the sustainable industry right it's growing quite rapidly mm -hmm. um which is quite great in a sense how do you feel like with menswear coming into it as well do you feel that menswear has a massive place for sustainable fashion as well i think i think all fashion does yeah um ultimately it is i know you said earlier you know are people just doing it for yeah exactly for the, for the, for the, yeah, are they doing it yeah ultimately it kind of doesn't matter at this point i feel like we you are we are going to have to continue to yeah, grow sustainable sustainably Definitely. um and it's got you know at the moment i guess there's a bit of uh you can sit in between and you can try and ignore it but i i don't think that's going to be the case kind of over the next couple of years if not in the next year or so uh so there's absolutely a place and there's a place i think for for everyone in the fashion industry last of all um what would you say to someone who wants to start up their own brand oh <laughs> um that it's incredibly rewarding but don't underestimate it um i think yeah i think it's um it's going to be tough but it's going to be really really rewarding um and you know just making the, the opportunities are endless just got to keep looking for them and keep pushing through yeah that is very true and actually another question that's this is going to be the last question as charles was saying you forgot <laughs> to ask this who are you inspired by in menswear in in menswear though to brand anything actually oh, brand I mean, to like person whoever that inspires you in menswear because you've come into menswear now so <laughs> we want to know yeah that's true um to be honest i think as i say we've what we've tried to do is take more timeless fashion you know we just do men's shirts yeah. i think it's a wardrobe staple that everyone you know all men are wearing we've actually gone for more of a casual wear look and feel right. i think yeah. you know particularly having started in covid you know yeah. maybe less people going into the office or possibly wearing a shirt but wanting something slightly more relaxed not as kind of as smart so that's where we've taken the current range to be a bit more relaxed like that but we've taken it from like i say my dad's 50 years in the industry right. um i i for instance if I could say this, maybe I, you know, love a Reese shirt. I think, you yeah, know, you they're really classic. I think they are timeless. I think, you know, the quality is fantastic. And I guess that's maybe where I would like to to kind of see us, um, at least with some of the products that we have. Oh, on those um, on those terms, did you say? Sorry, say that again. Sorry, what on a more classic um, menswear? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, classic kind of timeless and I think you know 
actually with with our product there isn't necessarily some of them potentially might suit a younger demographic but it's not necessarily true i've noticed um you know particularly even at the markets the the, the age range that are interested is is huge which is amazing and potentially it's actually the younger demographic that's coming in and more buying in for the sustainability whereas those that are slightly older are probably just coming for the look the fit the feel the fabric right, yeah. so it's actually just really interesting seeing what is drawing those different people towards the brand and it's quite interesting isn't it when when you see people coming into the brand and, and learning from them as well which i always say is much more amazing to learn from your customers as well because you know at the end of the day they're the ones who are going to be buying into your brand and it's quite fascinating how yeah. you get feedbacks and all that stuff because you need to get feedbacks absolutely i mean i was surprised at the market to see how many people were willing to brave you know like two yeah. degrees to try on the shirts which was, <laughs> <laughs> i was surprised but also i mean it's amazing because actually once they put them on yeah, um it's, it. it's they're pretty sold so that's that's really nice and it's also you know affirmation for us you know to see what does that how does that look and feel kind of work on people um so yeah no it's uh it's been really good but one thing i must say ellie it feels like you've learned a lot within these few months in menswear so yeah because how you're speaking it's like it, it sounds like as if you've been doing it for years <laughs> no <laughs> well i have grown up with my dad exactly you know, and always learned from talking him about it always talking about work uh, both my parents work in the fashion industry so right, okay. i guess it's something that subconsciously i've probably heard and yeah heard them talking about for years um you know my dad used to bring back uh fabric for you know his own shirts and it'd always be like you know there'd be one of the shirts they'd design and he'd be like oh that's a shirt of a shirt of mine on tv or someone will walk down the road and you know it's just things like that hearing about it hearing about um kind of the brands he worked for so i think it's something that's always been around me and then even with the fabrics like i probably wouldn't say i'd be i wasn't a seamstress when i was younger but i'd still liked making things so and it was all made out of the shirt fabric <laughs> so sewing either i don't know bean bags i remember being 11 and making uh hand sewing bean bags for every single uh person in my class for christmas oh wow. <laughs> there's about 15 of them that they were all patchwork oh, and mix match a mismatch and then um yeah so in making you know barbie clothes for my sister's barbies those kind of, kind of things so just i think always having been around it it's been quite interesting and, and maybe that's played more of a part but in terms of yeah men's fashion itself it's definitely been a huge huge learning curve for me and definitely couldn't have, have done it without my dad and on that note ellie i'd just like to say thank you so much for coming on to men's Wear by woman podcast it's been absolutely a pleasure and amazing to have you on board and good luck to both of you thank you so much thank you for having me brilliant take care